What's going on and happy Sunday to everybody. I hope you guys have been having a great weekend. The weather has been exquisite here in Houston. So I hope everybody's getting some good weather uh, wherever you are. And if you're not, I'm sorry. But definitely enjoy that sunlight while you can before that, you know, that spring rain starts to push in. But today we're just going to go ahead and say happy March Madness. Okay, we're going to talk about March Madness today. And get into what your brackets are looking like. Because I can tell you right now, my brackets are definitely busted. Uh, <laughs> day one, it was a wrap. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about that today. And just kind of talk about what we think might happen from here. So let's go ahead and get into it. All right, so like I said, we're just going to go ahead and jump right into it today, and we're going to talk about these brackets. Now, I'm going to say this, okay? I had really, really high hopes this year. However, going into the brackets, uh, we're going to talk about men and women. Uh, we'll start with with uh, men. Um, with As far as the men's bracket is concerned, like I knew that because of this whole COVID deal, teams really didn't get to mesh like they normally would have with the season starting kind of later. Um, like as far as practices and things like that, because normally you bring teams in during the summer and you guys kind of start your summer workouts and you know what I'm saying? And you get to really build that team chemistry and then you kind of jump into practices and things like that. Um, besides your pickup games that you play in the summer because you know, NCAA, they got all kinds of rules, okay? So um, I figured it would be a little up and down, but I thought, I don't know why I thought this, that the top teams would be fairly consistent um, because of the chemistry issues, you know, as far as how the season kind of progressed. Um, boy, was I wrong. <laughs> boy was I wrong and like I said it, you know it's Sunday and Illinois has already gone down already this just this morning which I thought that was just completely ridiculous um and a lot of these teams you know these top teams they come out like it's getting ready to be a cakewalk and then they mess around and get beat okay now during the regular season, okay, you go out there you take a team for advantage but postseason you can't do that because it's it it's one and done so we're going to talk about, we're not going to uh, get too, too detailed, but we're just going to talk about some of the biggest, you know, the biggest disappointments, especially for me. Um, Oklahoma, Missouri, those eight, nine picks are, are kind of difficult because it, I feel like those games are fairly evenly matched. Um, I did pick Missouri and of course, like clockwork, I wouldn't expect anything else. They let me down. Uh, I want to say it's pronounced Crichton. It could be Creighton. I'm not real sure, but it, uh, just looking at sleigh, like if it's a sleigh, like a <laughs> Christmas sleigh, it's spelled with those, so I would say it would be Creighton, but you can correct me if I'm wrong. They almost messed around and lost. They only won by one point in the first round, but nevertheless, they did win. Virginia, UVA babies y'all let me down because i had y'all going all the way to the what did i have them going to sweet 16 no i had them going to the elite eight. Oh my god and y'all lost 
to Ohio. Now, Ohio, you know, they got that one guy. I can't remember his name right now. Don't quote me on that. Uh, He's pretty darn good. And, uh, yeah, Virginia, that was a mess. Uh, Let's see. Who else? I was, You know who I was really thinking, which I did pick them. But it wouldn't have surprised me if Kansas lost first round. They didn't. But they are so inconsistent. Now, I'm going to speak on this whole Oregon VCU thing. That was some bull, okay? Because I get it. They knew the rules going into it If with the COVID protocols, blah, blah, blah. I feel like VCU is going to beat Oregon. And now my brackets are jacked up. I don't feel like I should be penalized for that. CBS Sports ESPN Bracket Challenge, I'm going to need y'all to give me my points for that, okay? So Iowa, um, they did their thing. Right now, this is where things kind of start getting a little tricky over here in this east um, east region. I feel like this east region has set it up for Alabama and Michigan to do big things because people have started losing, especially Alabama's. You 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 got lucky. Um, Michigan, they did their thing. LSU did their thing, Colorado, FSU. Then here you go with BYU. What what were you doing? I should have gone with UCLA. You know what I'm saying? The storied old program. They've been there. They know how to win, get it done, and because freaking BYU. <sighs> y'all let me down on my bracket. Y'all y'all lost the first round. Make it make sense. So you got them, and then freaking Texas. Are you for real, Texas? You lose by one point. But Abilene Christian, I got to give you your props. Those free throws, clutch. Clutch, clutch, clutch. UConn, Maryland. seven. That 7-10 seven and 10 matchup is kind of like that 8-9. and nine. And a lot of my brackets, because I did have multiple brackets, but my money bracket where I actually put in for a pot, um, that 7-10, I went ahead and picked Maryland, okay, over UConn. They did their thing. So I'm proud about that. I'm happy about that. That gave me a little bit more points. Um, and, of course, Bama, they took care of business against Iona. Okay? Now, <laughs> the South, baby. This, this this is really, you know, everybody what really started the, the terrible brackets, Ohio State. They started – a snowball effect of upsets. Okay. Baylor, you did your thing. I did pick Wisconsin over UNC. Thank goodness. Cause that was one of those eight, nine matchups with Wisconsin being the lower seat. North Carolina was super inconsistent this year. And then they go out and blow Duke out, but then lose to somebody they shouldn't lose to. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, they're a little inconsistent. Wisconsin has been fairly consistent. I'm going to go ahead and go with them. Although I think they're going to get their souls beat in when they play Baylor. Okay? Which actually, right now, they are playing Baylor. And Baylor's up 42-29, which is pretty much what I expected. Um, Villanova, you did your thing. Because I got Villanova going on, going on over to the Elite Eight. Okay, against Baylor, and I got Baylor advancing. Uh, Purdue, you're ridiculous. <laughs> like, North Texas, you did your thing. You know, I got to get a little guys, you know, the props that actually come out and 
They, you know, because those teams don't have anything to lose. So it's like I'm about to give everything I got. And that's what they did. And they beat Purdue. That was number four. So Nova and Purdue, I got Nova. Okay? So Nova, I'm going to need you not to get upset. Okay? Today. Texas Tech, they did their thing. Arkansas. Arkansas, I think might. I kind of want to make them be a sleeper, but I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They might be a sleeper team. But I actually had them going to the next round against Texas Tech, but I had them I have them beating Texas Tech, playing Ohio State, who no longer is playing. So they might have a, a, a chance to go on over to the uh, Elite Eight. I can't remember how Arkansas did against Florida in the SEC tournament, if they even played them, um, because there is a potential for – Arkansas and Texas to play each other in the Sweet 16. So we'll see. Uh, but Arkansas, I think they might be able to make a little noise. Uh, Florida barely did their thing. I did not pick them to advance. Uh, I'm a Georgia fan, so I'm a hater. Whatever. I don't like Florida. Um, for the sake of the bracket, I did think Virginia Tech could get them, but you know Florida edged it out at the end there in overtime. Uh, Ohio State, we already talked about them. Oral Roberts, props. Okay, Florida and Oral Roberts. I hope Oral Roberts wins, but I think Florida might get them and Florida and Arkansas might meet in Elite Eight. Um, as far as the Midwest, <laughs> this morning, Illinois, whoo, took that L. Took that L uh, to Loyola. And, you know, they have, uh, what's her name? The sister that, that I forgot about her until today when I was watching that. Uh, yeah, they got the sister on their side, so uh, that's exciting for that program. Um, I actually had Illinois advancing to play Oklahoma State. Illinois losing kind of killed my bracket because I did have them as a Final Four team. Um, Oklahoma State, in one of my brackets, I actually had Oklahoma State upsetting um, Illinois in the Elite Eight. So that bracket is kind of still alive because I have Oklahoma State in the Final Four. So, um, but for this bracket, specifically speaking, Illinois, you, you, you hurt me. Tennessee, again, I'm a Georgia fan. I picked Tennessee and of course in Tennessee fashion, they fumbled the bag. Um, Oregon state, that was a solid game. I mean, cause they beat, the, they beat them kind of bad for real. Um, and then, like I said, Oklahoma state did advance in that, in that bracket. Now, this one, see, I knew, I knew, and I didn't pick it in this bracket, but every other bracket but the money bracket, I picked Syracuse to beat, um, to, to win that game um, from San Diego State. But for some reason, for this bracket, I picked San Diego State. And that is just so disheartening because I just felt like Syracuse. A lot of these programs where even though they are different players, but when a program has been there and done that, their program has a level of expectations from their athletic department. So it's like, okay, you playing this this six eleven matchup. Who has been there before? The expectations, their coach is gonna get them there, and that was my logic behind picking them. West Virginia, they did their thing against Moorhead. I know Moorhead had a little run. They they upset somebody a couple of years ago. I can't remember who exactly. Um, but, uh, yeah, Moorhead, that, that, that was not happening for y'all this year. Uh, Clemson, oh, I did not want to pick Clemson because I felt like 
them get that when I, I watched their ACC championship game and I thought that the way they played at the end was ridiculous and I did not want to pick them. But for the sake of my money, listen, for the sake of the money thing, you always go with the higher seed. Really? In my mind. Okay. In my other bracket, I picked the Rutgers to upset them. And of course, for the money bag, Rutgers upset Clemson. And I won't even really look at it as an upset with the 17 because I feel like 17 are toss ups. Houston, they did their thing. I actually, in one of my brackets, in this, in my money bracket, I did pick um, Houston to go to the final four. Um, and now that Illinois is out, <laughs> that might give Houston a good chance to potentially make it to the championship. In one of my brackets, I did pick them to win the championship. So that would be a nice little get because unless you just for real a Houston, University of Houston fan, you're not going to pick them. And the only reason I, I've just watched them because I'm local here in Houston, so their games are always on TV. And I think they're a really good team. I think they're a really good collective team. Um, a lot of the teams, it's like we're really good offensively, but then we give up 72 points a game. Um, so as as a whole, I think Houston's pretty good. We need to keep an eye on them. We need to keep an eye out on them. Um They've got Rutgers uh, tonight, so we'll see. Because um, if they advance, I, I figured that would be a, a two-three matchup between West Virginia and them, and I think they could be beat, uh, beat West Virginia. So that'll be a good little matchup to watch. Um, but I will say this: for my final four, who I have in my, I'm specifically speaking about my money bracket. I have Gonzaga, Bama, Baylor, and I had Illinois. Now Illinois. They ruined that for me today. Um, and then I have in the championship game, the Zags and Baylor with Zags coming out on top. Um, Baylor is pretty stout this year. Um, but I'm just wishing for, uh, hoping for an upset. Um, I don't foresee, <laughs> not that they foresaw any of the other L's. I just don't think, I, I think Baylor will make it to the championship game and even possibly potentially win. But I think the Zags could give them a run for their money and maybe squeak it out there at the end. But we'll see. Um, that's that's for the men's. But RIP to all y'all's brackets because they have announced that there is not one bracket in the entire country that is correct anymore. Um, it's just been a lot. Like this, this year was 2020, 2021 season. It was just crazy. We need to try to start over, try again. Okay, um, football season seems like it's starting out on the right foot because most most teams are still going to have. Uh, I'm not real sure what other teams call it, but I know Georgia calls their spring game the G Day game. Um, some people might call it whatever their colors are scrimmage, um, but they're still having that. Tickets have already been sold and things like that. Well, they're not sold, but tickets you know have already been given away or whatever. But Looking forward to that. So hopefully sports can kind of get back on the right track. Um, but this year it's just really making March Madness really competitive, which is a good thing because the games that I've watched, besides the occasional blowout here or there, they've been really good. Like oh, a couple, several overtimes, um, really close really close fourth quarters. Um, and then really and truly it comes down at the end there to coaching. You know, what are you going to do? Um, and these kids – you know what I'm saying? Giving, playing with everything they have because they don't have anything to lose. But I will say, you know, these top teams, you guys have been officially put on notice, okay? 
because these teams are not coming to play with y'all. You 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 come on that floor and think you better than somebody, and you're going to get beat, just like all these other top teams have. Um, I mean, stunned. And and let's let's rewind. We're going to rewind back to Michigan State. That was ridiculous. Michigan State, people – now, a lot of people – I've watched Michigan State play several times in this this year, this season. The reason why I never picked Michigan State, because a lot of people on their brackets picked them to win their winning game and to upset the first round. That that was consistent. Like I heard multiple people say that. The reason why I didn't I did not pick Michigan State to win their playing game. The playing games really don't count on brackets um unless you're doing like a paper a paper bracket with like a pool with whoever you're doing it with. Um, but you can kind of pick, you know, the winner of that game to upset, if that makes sense. But you don't really pick the actual playing game. But like on one of the brackets, it's just like I didn't pick them to go past that first round. And I'm going to tell you why. And I think it could be because when I watch basketball games, I told you guys I've coached 15 years or so. And when I watch basketball, I watch it from a coaching perspective and not a fan. And the reason why I do that is because it helps me grow as a coach. Because what what I do, it's really crazy. And, like, sometimes when people watch me watching games, I get side eyes. But, like, what it is, is, if like, coaches out there, if you're watching a game and put yourself, like, in the shoes of the coach and coach the game. Like, what would you be saying to those players? Uh, and, and that's kind of how I watch the game. So when I'm watching Michigan State play, I pick up that there's some internal things going on with their team. Um, if you go back and watch them, and you can pick up on that. Like, I don't care how, how good you think you can hide it, but those internal issues rear their ugly heads at the, at the most op- inopportune moments. And what I mean by that is when you have – it's one thing for a player to, let's say, have a bad stretch on the floor and one of their teammates gets them together, if you, if you will, for lack of better terms. Um, like gets into them, tell them – you know, it's, it's more like a, I'm getting on you, but I'm getting on, getting on you out of love as a teammate and I'm trying to push you. And then there's the I want to fight you's. There's a two, those are two totally different responses to teammates, okay? And like clockwork, if y'all haven't seen it, Izzo and his player walking off the floor. That little stuff like that, you can't win like that. For I and and of course, and I'm gonna say this, of course, for the players in the players' defense, you can't hear what Izzo is saying to him. There's obviously something being said to him that caused him when he was walking up at the top, like once he's up at the top, for him to turn around really fast like he was going to hit his coach, okay? Something was said there. We don't know what was said, but something was said. But it doesn't matter. Like there's just a a respect thing between coaches and players. Like some coaches feel like they can talk crazy to their players and there be no consequences. And I get the respect thing or whatever. But like, come on now. We at the end of the day, you're dealing with 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 year olds in some sense. Those are adults. And you can't speak to them any kind of way. It's one thing to yell at them 
and to get them prepared for the game. And it's another thing to degrade them and talk to them like they're dogs. Okay. Because a coach, I don't, as a coach, I don't do that. I've been around coaches who do that and I don't support that type of behavior. And really and truly when, when players snap back, I just be like, I mean, you did disrespect them. So, I mean, what do you, what do you want from me? And, and that like, cause you know, when you, when you're an assistant coach, you got to maintain that united front with your head coach. I do not remain a united front on disrespect. In front of the players, I'm not going to say anything, but behind closed doors, please believe I will correct you and be like, what you're doing is wrong. Because little stuff like that comes back and haunts you as an assistant. And and that just boils down to character. Like, what type of person and what type of coach do you want to be? So that's really all I have to say about the men's side. It's just, it's crazy, it's inconsistent, it's perfect, it's March Madness. <laughs> so you know I'm here for it. Um, so I'm looking forward to the rest of those games. And hopefully round two. We'll have a little bit, you know, calm down a little bit. But I'm looking forward to good games. Uh, as far as the women's side is concerned, uh, first I want to address something, okay? NCAA, you are dead wrong, okay? And all the and it's mainly men who have to – I don't understand <clears throat> why men feel like you guys get to comment on women's sports. First of all, calm down. Half of y'all that are commenting couldn't throw a football through a freaking trash can, okay? You couldn't throw it there. You couldn't throw a football. You couldn't throw a basketball in the ocean, okay? Y'all freaking haters and keyboard warriors, okay? And half of these sport and half of these women's teams could run circles around you on a basketball court, okay? So stop hating. First of all, that's that. Second of all, for those same men to say, well, which one generates more money? If you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about the fact that the NCAA had the nerve to give women the women's teams Pilates mats and a rack of dumbbells that I don't even think were over 50 pounds. And then they had an entire, <laughs> an entire pretty much weight, weight room facility for the men's teams. The disrespect. And for those freaking men with their own social media, with their little Twitter fingers, they're coming out. Who well, who generates more money? B, that doesn't matter. See, you made me mad. <laughs> it does not matter about who generates the most money. The point is the NCAA profits off of men and women. Doesn't matter how much they profit off of them. They profit off of these, these men and women for their likeness and don't pay them anything. So the least you could do is give the women a freaking weight room. And then you come and make an excuse saying that there's not enough room. And then the organ player put you on blast and showed you that there was enough room. And then the organ player thanked you for that. Forget that. I'm not thanking you for giving me a weight room. You are drunk. Lost your mind. Insane. NCAA, do better. Okay? You, and y'all, we can have a whole episode one time about the NCAA. They are so inconsistent with how they deal with schools. And it all depends on who you are. I don't care what anybody says. The NCAA... You are ridiculous. Stop profiting off these people. And I'm not even saying you have to pay them because I know that's a whole big deal. But, like, do better. Okay? Okay? Title IX had to be forced on y'all. Chill. Okay. I'm get off my soapbox. That, that, that made me upset. Okay? But when it comes to the women's brackets, um, I typically, I always fill out a women's bracket uh, because I, of course, like to support the women's game. And I know people don't talk about the women's brackets or whatever like they should. But 
the women's brackets, they typically, typically don't have a ton of upsets. Okay. It's pretty much pretty. I mean, it, it, it the chips kind of fall where they should. Um, you really don't have anything crazy happen typically. I'm saying typically in the women's game until you get around like sweet 16 area around in there. And those teams, you know, it becomes a little bit more competitive in how, you know, each team is weighed against one another. Um, but you know, you always, you in this year, and I'm gonna say this with the, with the women, um, with the women this year, it's been kind of up and down at the top, kind of like the men. Because it's like you got Louisville at the top, Louisville, Louisville, however you want to call it. And then you've got you've got them at the top, but then they lose. You got Stanford at the top, then UConn, then you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's been kind of shaky at the top, right? But I'm gonna say this. Um, I did not do a money a money uh, bracket for the women because it, there there wasn't one that I could find. But I'll do this. I'm gonna tell you what my final four is and who I picked in the championship for my bracket, and then we'll kind of analyze from there. So basically, for the women, um, I, I actually filled out four brackets. Okay, I filled out four brackets. One of the brackets I let ESPN kind of auto created itself which I don't ever really count that one, but I'll tell you what that one is. And they pick NC State in that bracket. But the three that I actually picked, of course, you always got to pick one for your favorite team. So Georgia, University of Georgia women, I picked them to win one. I picked UConn to win one. And I picked South Carolina to win one. Okay. Now, in the bracket where I picked Georgia to win, um, where I picked Georgia to win, the final four that I have, is Georgia versus South Carolina, which if you do watch the women women's game, is a rematch of the SEC championship, okay? Which, oh, Georgia was so close, okay? Um, and then UConn and NC State, okay? So I I, I, do, I do think NC State has a chance to make a, a decent run in the tournament, um, but I don't know that I would go as far as say that they would win it. Um, but that's just my opinion. And then one of my other brackets, the bracket where I have um, UConn winning, I have Louisville and South Carolina. Because really, Louisville will have to get through Georgia to get to that Final Four, period. Unless something drastic happens and Georgia gets upset somewhere along the way. And then I have UConn and Texas A&M on the other end because Texas A&M is pretty decent. Um, I, I would say that. And then I have South Carolina and UConn in the final game. And I got UConn winning by one point. So that would definitely be epic. Uh, I like Don, Coach Staley um, a lot. I like what she um, has to say as far as a coach is concerned um, on the floor to her teammates. And then I like what she says in the community because she doesn't box herself in as one of those coaches that have to coach and shut up. Um, she says exactly what is on her mind, and she is not here for injustices of women or people of color. And I'm with that 110%. Um, so for their bracket where I picked them to win, I have them playing Stanford. Cause like I said, that bracket has Stanford and Louisville in it and Maryland on that side and Baylor. So it's that, that it's, I mean, it's just stout. So Stanford versus South Carolina 
and then UConn versus NC State. Um, and f- as far as the Final Four is concerned, and then of course for the uh, champion uh, championship game for that particular bracket, I've got North Carolina. I'm sorry, South Carolina playing UConn with South Carolina winning by three. So that's South Carolina, UConn. I picked them twice to be in the championship game. So we'll see how that plays out. But like I said, normally with the women, they don't really have anything um, out of the ordinary that typically happens uh, until probably about the Sweet 16 or so. So we're going to see. I'm excited about that too. Uh, I'm excited to watch Georgia tomorrow. They play so early, though. They play at 11 o'clock in the morning, um, Central Standard Time. Um, but I'm definitely looking forward to tuning into that because I am proud of co- – uh, uh, coach at Georgia, she, um, Coach Taylor, she has done a lot for Georgia since she's gotten there and started to turn that program back around to the championship caliber team that they were back in the Dizay. But anyways, I hope everybody enjoys their March Madness. I look forward to Thirsty Thursday uh, this coming week. Now, I'm not even going to lie. Thirsty Thursday this past Thursday after my little vacation – I couldn't mess with any more alcohol. I needed a break. <laughs> okay. My liver needed a break, but uh, I hope you definitely grab two, but we're going to talk about that trip and we're going to talk about Nashville and things like that. And uh, you know what you can do in a pandemic there and you know, the, the pandemic, you know, the numbers are getting better. Um, and hopefully we don't have like a relapse, you know, due to uh, the variant or whatever, but uh, it seems like everything's on the up and up in this country. Um, but like I said, I look forward to seeing you guys on Thursday, Thursday, and we're going to talk about Nashville. We're going to talk about my trip. Um, and then Sunday, I got something in store for y'all. We're going to have, we're going to have a good conversation on Sunday, <laughs> but everybody, you have a great week. Stay safe, stay blessed. And I will see you on Thursday, Thursday.